Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Geekly Roundup. I have no idea which podcast number this is, but who cares? It's the nineteenth of <laughs> no wait, it's the twentieth of March, right? It's Sunday. That this will be yes, it will be Sunday. Twentieth. Um, yeah, so th- we're recording this in the past. Mm. Hello from the past. Do you oh. have hoverboards yet? Not Does really. No. Uh, God damn it. Anyway, uh, so it's Mark Fu once again with. Uh, two lovely people here, Lauren and Kyle. Hello. I always like to say hello. I'm not lovely, but thank you for that. Oh. That's fine. Hi, I'm, hi, I'm Kyle. I'm Lauren. Um, I'm the resident lazy scientist. Lazy scientist, as opposed to all the uh, really like active <laughs> scientists. I don't know how this works. Maylin, she's definitely an active scientist. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Show. What, what is the qualification for being a lazy scientist? I can, don't can, write my articles. Can I, can I be a lazy scientist? Because I don't do any science, but I like science. Like, is, or, or do you have to have the PhD? I mean, I'm a broadcast media major. No, <laughs> super lazy <laughs> well, scientist. There you go. Okay. Well, all right then. So maybe this is just the lazy scientist show. Maybe we're all three of us are. Yeah. Ooh. I am going to talk about dinosaurs. So. so you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a segue. Segue into oh, dinosaurs. No. Oh god! Uh, I got to start On this the off. Spot. Oh no! Oh no! Well, yeah, uh, they have recently discovered a pregnant Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, fossil that they think they maybe possibly could get some T Rex DNA off of. Is really what it boils down to. Uh, they found uh, the medullary bone that is only pregnant in, uh, only present in, you know, modern day. It's only, it's only found in modern day birds, but dinosaurs are so closely related to birds that, you know, they found this bone, this bone structure in the fossil, and they think they might be able to recover some DNA off of it, which sounds like a horrible idea. But so you know, essentially, what you're saying is that this is like, like, issue. Or episode zero of a Jurassic Park real life. Show. This is this is the Jurassic Park prequel. This, this is, is the prequel. This is just Jurassic. <laughs> oh God. So they found this this this. We're just ignoring that and we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so this bone, which is only present before and during egg laying, they found yep. on a dinosaur fossil, and yep. maybe 
maybe DNA, and then maybe somebody's going to do something bad with it. Probably. And then before we know it, dinosaurs. It's actually quite fascinating because the uh, the uh, gestational period uh, of dinosaurs was a lot a lot shorter, and they um, a lot shorter than what we would expect, even though they are massive and uh, they the. Uh, bone only the, the the type of bone that we're looking at that was in that sample is only there for a matter of weeks. So oh, wow. it was really like an ideal uh, time for that dinosaur to die for our scientific purposes. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, pretty much. So I I have I had absolutely no preconception as to how old dinosaurs lived. Uh, I actually peeked at this article too, and. Uh, it says that this the dinosaur that they found was like something like 16 to 20 years old mm -hmm. and that that's when it was pregnant and it was just like they uh they are they they i i think i've heard that the t-rex specifically was to live anywhere between 35 to 40 years before they finally kicked off that's what they think it's so hard. it's hard to say i guess well yeah because they're it's, pretty until we clone huge. them until we clone them. <laughs> and have them in zoos where they will live and not really get into trouble and break out and go on any kind of rampages. No, that never happens. <laughs> where would you get that idea from? I don't know. Well, they're not know, exactly predatory. They're more scavengers. Last I heard. I, I, see, T-Rex is my favorite, so I refuse to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it can be your favorite. You can still, it can still be a scavenger. No, no. It's got it's to gotta hunt. Gonna, but it's gonna, a, the article gonna, says the bone, that bone is only around for three to four weeks in females. Wow. See, so the, here's the thing, though, right? If, in fact, it doesn't matter whether they're predators or, or scavengers, really, when you think about it, because they would have been scavenging, you know, dead, giant-ass dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. If we bring them back at some point... Um, there's not going to be a lot for them to scavenge. Like, no. <laughs> there's not just like giant piles of, of anything lying about to keep them fed. So they're probably just going to be like, hey, look at those little things moving around, and that's it. Yeah. Lesser. I Randy. recently saw dinosaur bones in person for the first time. Uh, I had never been to like one of those museums oh, really? that has them on display. And honestly, like the, like we saw the uh, we, we saw a uh, what's it called? Potosaurus, whatever. Pit. Um, the, the the one that's supposed to be the biggest, and it didn't seem that big to me. Oh, I Sue like, in Chicago? Yeah, I, was, I saw Sue. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you didn't think that was that big? Well, I mean, Sue, Sue was pretty big, but the other dinosaurs they had weren't all that big. I expected a lot bigger. No. Yeah. Well, maybe though. Like that's just bones. I think if you actually built them out and well, I mean, like I was uh, imagining it with the flesh on in. it, and it just. It just didn't seem too much bigger unless the flesh was like more than like seven or eight inches past the bone. I guess it depends. I guess it probably also depends what you were imagining. If you were just imagining that it was like Godzilla size and they'd be walking <laughs> next to buildings and knocking <laughs> them over, then yeah, you're going to be disappointed. Well, I also still had like the preconceptions from when I was a child because I had never seen dino dinosaur bones in person. Right. Even if I had, I probably would have been so young that I would have had this massive imagination. That does make sense, though. I am looking right now at a picture of a guy whose whose job apparently it is to dust the T Rex's uh, skeleton, <laughs> and uh, that skull is basically the height of his of his body, more or less. 
Yeah, they had a they had a six foot skull. So yeah, and they actually on uh, the specimen that they're talking about, the pregnant one, they actually found the skull. They actually found a lot of it. This is one of the most. Uh, it's not quite Sue, which is the most complete T. Rex skeleton ever found, but it's I guess it's pretty close. It's definitely the most complete pregnant T. Rex skeleton they found. <laughs> yes, let's say if you add that qualifier, out of that all is, the hundreds I mean, that's still of thousands of though. pregnant T. Rexes yeah. that they found, I mean it's still pretty important, especially considering we need that's to the get well, firstly the D- like. The option to collect that DNA is there, and that's really fascinating, though, honestly, I believe that we do not need Jurassic Park. That is just stupid. Anyway. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a T-Rex in real life. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I mean, if you want you just, to risk thousands of people's lives. Yeah. You just don't hire Newman to do oh your computer science. Like, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Uh, uh, uh. But yeah. like we can also learn more about the evolution of eggs and whatnot, and, and the 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 relation of the those pregnant animals and how that gestational process happened between them and the chickens that we have now and uh, ostriches and so on. On a related note, they just uh, reverse engineered chickens to have dinosaur-like feet. But they, I saw they, that. They've been working on that for a while, though. Yep. I remember reading but they actually succeeded now. Yeah, they want to make a they want to make a chickenosaurus is what they want to do, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much, they want to reverse engineer chickens to look like dinosaurs. Which is a little see, see that's the way that you do Jurassic Park. Is yeah. that you have like one foot tall T Rexes? Sure. <laughs> and you have those things running around. You're like, you know what? That's not, yeah, it's adorable. Look, we can learn so much about it. Oh, it's getting kind of uppity with me. I can just punt it <laughs> like a chihuahua. I think I think there was a movie about that when I was a kid. Prehysteria. That's what it was. They found they found pygmy dinosaurs somewhere in the you know in, in Peru or something, and they brought them home with them. And there was hilarity ensued. See, now we all have to. This is all homework for us to go look that up. Yep, prehysteria. There was three of them. They were I- all terrible. <laughs> um. I'm the right. movie. I'm the movie guy. This is what I do. Like M Night right. Shyamalan bad or what? Like M Night Shyamalan bad or no? I, they're like all direct D- DVD like kids movies from the eighties. Okay. Direct to VHS. I'm sorry. Yes. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing uh, great about direct to home video. Hey man. Kids movies from the nine from ninety three. That's just Mission nope. to Mars was great. I don't know what you're talking about. Mission to Mars. I don't it, know it, what was that direct, is. it was a direct to to VHS. Uh, well, not quite direct. It was only in theaters for like two weeks. My mom and I saw it in theaters, and it was a Disney movie that nobody realized was a Disney movie until the credits rolled. Oh, what? I thought we were talking about the Gary Sinise movie. Oh. No, I mean, they they just had been called Mars. Mars. I don't remember. It had na- Mars in the name. And it was so good, <laughs> and then at the end you're just like, wait, what? But until then, <laughs> until then it was great. And it was really enjoyable. I'm looking it up. And people didn't realize <laughs> it was a Disney movie until we saw the credits, and we're like, what? Disney <coughs> theme park attraction to movie. Yep, there you go. Mission oh. to Mars. Look at you, look at that. Well then. Yeah. Okay, so that's our. That's, we have two bits of homework for later. <laughs> We're gonna go watch Mission to Mars, which apparently isn't terrible, and Prehysteria, all of which are. Yep, you so gotta watch. Who's listening? 
you got to watch all three of them now. Well, you got to watch all three, of course. Yeah. You can't get just like a piece of the story because no. it's an ongoing epic, yeah. you know, which inspired Ooh. the Lord of the Rings <laughs> approach to filmmaking later on, of course. They did, yeah, they filmed all three of them at the same time. There was orcs. Okay. Oh, jeez. We're just straight up lying now. So that thing, <laughs> I think that means it's time to move on to a different topic. Let's see here. Let's talk about, since we're talking about movies, let's talk about Paramount being angry at the Star Trek uh, crowdfunding film. Boo. Again. So here's the thing about this one. Axadar, right? Um, I actually kind of think that Paramount are right this time. I mean, they were right to, they, they were sort of right to begin with, but like, last time we talked about this on Geekly Roundup, like, they were trying to find any and every, it like, Specifically, they were told to go in and find any and every kind of way that, that, that Axanar was copywriting Star Trek. Yes. In every universe or any universe of Star Trek. Yeah, they were doing like a crazy, intense, uh, I don't even know what you call it, like an accounting almost of everything that they had done and taken, yeah. which is kind of nutty. But, so the, so the thing that I think has changed, at least in my mind, uh, from before and now is so this so the story is that these guys Axanar crowdfunded uh, a Star Trek fan film and pulled in I can't remember what it is but literally over a million dollars I think in terms of money which fine whatever they're crowdfunding a film and that's kind of okay it's up until now I think Paramount has kind of been like you know what make your fan films we're cool with it because it's kind of free publicity as long as nobody's making money off of it um, the thing that changed here is that part of their fan funding was uh, getting all this money together to actually make a studio so that they can make movies so they're using the Star Trek name to make their movie oh, and get a uh, get a studio so that they can actually make future movies oh. and I think that's why Paramount finally went like, okay, seriously guys, don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's not okay. I didn't that's know they one thing to make a, a movie, but now you're, you're th I think they have at least like three or four future things that aren't actually Star Trek based, as far as I understand, that they're planning, movies that they're planning to make in this, in the studio that they're building. So they're using the Star Trek name to make a bunch of, m not money, but to, to get together this uh, set and stuff so that they can make other stuff, which they are going to make money off of. So I didn't know they were trying to I make a whole studio out of it. I think that's when they stepped over the line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See. That's, yeah. That's sketchy. where they just really definitely crossed the line. So that's the. So they are saying, you know, we're just think this is all premature and everything because we're uh, we haven't even made the movie and all this kind of thing. They're still like well, they made that scripts, whole they made the whole prelude to XNR. They made that whole thing. Mm -hmm. I don't like. I mean. I'm I'm a filmmaker myself. I don't appreciate fan film so much to begin with. I feel like if you have the means to make a movie, you should probably do something original. Just make your own movie. Just make your own movie. I mean, I've written fan films just for fun. I wrote an Indiana Jones movie. I wrote a Crow movie. Just, but that was just for you know shits and giggles. Yeah, but uh, like a lot of a lot of people who don't understand the movie industry, they would absolutely love to see these movies made. And even though I'm technically in in the industry, I would still love to see these movies made, but not on a mi money making basis. 
But unfortunately, yeah. in the process of doing that, you ha you would have to drop a lot of money to do so, and the yeah. the major pr uh, production companies have absolutely no want to do that. Yeah, I think like, I I think making fan films is totally cool if you're doing it as like okay, you know, we're gonna make this like five ten minute film or whatever just to show that what we can do with the amount of money we have and use like a familiar franchise just to get some attention, but. Once you're to the point where you're like, you know what, we're gonna actually make a real movie, and we're planning on selling it, and or we're we're planning on um, using all the stuff that we're like all the the goodwill and uh, attention that we're using that we're gonna get from it in order to start doing other full-time projects or whatever. Then you're kind of like, you know what, you're making a real thing now. Just make it your own thing, or get the rights if you can get the rights if you can't get the rights well, well then well if you're pulling they're, better they're millions they're of dollars like hopefully you could at least yeah. get some rights and like <laughs> the thing that they're getting picked on in this article specifically is Klingon yeah they they're uh they're using the Klingon language <laughs> I didn't even know that was trademarks oh it is oh wow I, god almighty I think well I it's it's less trademark than it is copyright, copyright. You know, somebody went and built this language. I'm not even sure who it was that made the Klingon language, but it all like ties back into the original intellectual property right of yeah. Star Trek. So yeah, I'm still learning the difference between trademark and copyright. It's yeah. complicated. There's apparently you know legal professionals whose job is that. Yeah. So don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a law student, but I should probably learn the difference because I'm going into that industry. But yeah. So they're picking on Klingon specifically now, but that's just one of them, like a million things that they're trying oh, to it's, pick it's at. Oh, it's the and the Vulcan, the Vulcan ears. Uh, Apparently, they have the Vulcan ears copyrighted. Okay, well. Vulcan ears are pretty no much ears. Yeah, they but are. If, basically. But if you call them elves, it's okay. See, so all they got to do here's here's what I say: Axnar people, all you do is uh, you you change everything's names, so it's yeah. not. You know the USS Enterprise or whatever. It's like the IS or the ESS uh, Elfin Prize, and <laughs> uh, it's I don't know. <laughs> you just just change the names. Make Klingons. it make it Lord of the Rings in space. No, don't do that. That's <laughs> that's even more. That's even more trouble. Ah, it's fine. You just you just change it. You, nobody can copyright the word elf. Well, I mean, I it's think. it's kind yeah. of like. Well, I mean, the word wasn't the word zombie copyrighted for a while. Was it? I don't know. Yeah, like so I, I think feel like so. um, I feel like the like zombie was copyrighted by some someone? comic, uh, one of the major comic brand uh, companies for a while, until and that's why a lot of movies avoid saying the word zombie because the word was copyrighted. Hmm. Yeah, they. I think they. I think they ruled that that you can't. That's not a word you can copyright because it's so prevalent in like everyday use there was some there's some loophole to why they it must be now because they went and started doing all those hundreds and hundreds of uh, Marvel uh, zombies yep series that actually might have been Marvel that tried to copyright zombie but let's see here Night of Living Dead zombie uh, flicks I'm reading I'm reading something else too zombies I don't know here. God, we, we we went from Star Trek to zombies. This is awesome. We're doing yeah. research on zombies. <laughs> this is like I remember reading somewhere at some point that the word zombie was uh, <coughs> was copyrighted. 
Okay, it says here, nearly every zombie movie since 1968 owes its roots to Night of the Living Dead. Well, yeah, that's just thematically. The first Prince of Night of the Living Dead didn't use the title we know it as today. It was referred to as Night of the Flesh Eaters. Oh? <laughs> wow, really? We're learning so much, everyone. We are learning in real time with us. <laughs> well, recorded real time. Okay, so a lot of what I'm reading is that the reason that most places use the word zombie or don't use the word zombie is because zomb like the specific type that is zombie isn't exactly what whatever those uh, sh stories are using. They're using a sort of different breed. It's like calling I it's like calling something uh, a box when it's a crate sort of thing. It's still technically a box, but you don't say the word box. You say crate. Does it make what? sense? Sort of. It's like, okay, um... Because zombie like is from with, folk folklore. With a bunch of lizards. Like, you have... Uh, you have chameleons, you have bearded lizards, you have, beard, er, you have bearded dragons. We don't call them all... Like, if something looks like a gecko, but it's a you different species... It a you don't call it a gecko, you call it that by that species. Right. When it looks... Even though it looks like a gecko. So you're saying that there's a um, scientific hierarchy of zombie <laughs> <laughs> terminology somewhere that... Sort of, I guess? Like, that's what I'm reading. Okay! Zombies. I'm learning much about zombies now. We learned about dinosaurs, we learned about There's apparently a, 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 a scene in Walking Dead where Rick and Tyrese discuss how it's silly to call the walkers zombies since they're not zombies in the original sense of the word and no media popularized the it, the term in their world uh, that was on game gamefacts.com user little mike sc <laughs> I figured I'd give them Thanks, credit because I'm quoting them directly. Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> you say so. Well, I mean like so, it's rude to quote someone directly and not give them credit. Yes. Oh no, it, it's it was just the the in-depth nature of the quote itself, not the not the the credit. The fact that that guy actually wrote all that out. Yes. <laughs> People have time, okay? And well, I, I respect the amount of time that they have. I mean, I did read the original omnibus of, of uh, Walking Dead. I didn't end up rallying up the money back in the day to get more than that. but um, So I, I do remember that scene now. And yeah, they definitely did talk about how, like, we can't call them zombies. No one else is calling them zombies. And they're not, ki they're not really the kind of zombies we saw in movies, really, are they? I mean, they don't walk very fast. So really what we should do is it, just one of us call up Robert Kirkman right now and ask him about that. Okay, oh, I have his number here. Talking about zombies. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. We're talking about all this nightmare fuel. Let's segue into nightmares. Ooh. Okay. Sure. Do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. We just spent like close to to 15 minutes talking about zombies. Not 15. Zombies, but like. <laughs> anyway. It's okay. Star Trek zombies. So, um, there's I'd a see study that... Movie. that uh, that that links uh, nightmares to suicidal tendencies. It says the study shows that 62% of their participants who had nightmares uh, reported suicidal thoughts, plans, or attempts, whereas uh, only 20% of people who don't didn't have nightmares in the study had uh, similar thoughts. That's a massive difference. That's a 42% difference. Um, and I, I mean, I can tell you from personal experience that myself and the people I know and, and, and care deeply about 
who uh, have discussed with me that they also have issues with suicidal uh, uh, thoughts and whatnot. They also uh, they also complain about awful nightmares too. Like I I've had nightmares almost my entire life, and yeah, I can say that I have uh, expressed those thoughts uh, in the in the past and especially back when I was having nightmares every day for years and years. And I feel like that is certainly linked because when you don't have that positive, uh, when you don't have a neutral or positive experience in your unconscious state where when your brain's trying to refresh itself, you don't have really an escape from, those, from the awful things you're, you're feeling during the day. And that just feeds it more and more and just becomes this loop of negativity and makes you feel awful seems like there's possibly a you know chicken and egg not to go back to you know dinosaurs and things but <laughs> chicken and egg sort of th situation there where like are the nightmares making you not sleep so that you actually end up feeling worse and start having more suicidal thoughts or are the suicidal thoughts and the, the stuff that's making you feel that way what are causing your dreams to turn all dark and scary and keep you from having good sleep right i feel like it's a well i mean yeah, it's that yes definitely feedback loop right it's completely definitely but it, i also feel like it's a person-to-person -person basis like i'm certain that that people who've had traumatic experiences in their childhood for the most part they probably weren't having awful nightmares before that traumatic experience not not often anyway and those nightmares probably fed mm -hmm. into their daytime feelings and then on the on, on the other hand people who just were having um uh, who were fine and then they start having nightmares on a daily basis and couldn't escape it probably or almost definitely were, are, are being affected in their normal lives oh i'm sure like just you know even if you're a, pr a person who's relatively healthy mentally and then you do have a scary nightmare it can it can really screw up your morning yeah. right oh, yeah. or your day so it, it totally stands to reason I wonder th here if um, <coughs> if there's something uh, what's the word I'm looking for here like is there some kind of treatment now that they've kind of figured out that there's this link if there's some way that you can possibly help a lot of people will suggest one situation or the other like yeah I was gonna say lucid oh, dreaming lucid right video. yeah and if you can teach people to take control of their nightmares maybe if it will help. I've had absolutely no success in lucid dreaming, honestly. I've never really tried it. Uh, I don't... I know a lot of people have I'm not good at that. I, I don't... I personally haven't been able to do so myself. I, I have slipped into lucid dreaming once or twice. It actually is a lot of fun, but I tend to wake up almost immediately, like, very quickly after I, I'm aware. I'm like, oh, I'm dreaming. I can do whatever I want. I'm gonna fly now. And wake up, wake sucker. Up. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, I don't know. I I I have had lots of dreams where I'm in the dream and I'm going, "This is weird. Why is this <laughs> happening?" And it in my dream, it never really occurs to me to go, "Have you thought about the fact that you might be asleep?" <laughs> like that's I'm just like that step away from lucid dreaming, I think, where I just like, "Wait, maybe I should try something." But I don't know. Maybe that's just cuz I haven't really tried. Like, how do you start that? Is th are we going to learn right now? Should I start? <laughs> LucidDreaming.com. I mean, like, when I dream, sometimes like the closest I get to lucid dreaming is like I'll be able to be like, wait, I'm dreaming. I can't go that way. This is th that's definitely going to lead to a bad thing. Let's go that way instead. But that's mm. that's the closest I get to agency over my dreams. 
That's pretty good, though. I mean, like I say, that's that's further than I get. But like, in me, it would be like wandering down the wrong way and being like, huh, well, that's no good. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I've talked to people, like, one of my friends, like, uh, one of my friends will talk about uh, all of his, his most recent lucid dreams. And then my brother, like, I remember I was talking to him when we were, like, preteens, and he was telling me, yeah, I, I, I can control my dreams. It's a lot of fun. Like, if I'm having a bad dream and I realize I'm dreaming, I'll just turn the monster into a giant ice cream. And I'm like, I'm so jealous of you, man. <laughs> Come on, give me that. That's, give me some of that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I never, I never did that. I remember as a child, this, this is, everyone was going to learn something about me as a small kid, but I remember as a kid thinking, like, as I was going to bed, that um, if I was going to have nightmares or in order to stop myself from having nightmares, I'd be like, you know what, you, you should think of something nice before you go to sleep. That doesn't work, And though. so, like, I would, I would lie there as a child thinking about, um, and this is, this is completely true, and I don't know why it's true, but uh, we used to have the, um, the, uh, the actual, like, vinyl LP of the Smurfs <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> and I would think about the picture of the Smurfs on the front and sing the song in my head, the, the songs from the album, as I fell asleep. <laughs> Um, How I didn't have a lot of nightmares as a child, and when I did, I wasn't usually like sc- I, I even to this day when I have nightmares, I'm very often not like emotionally frightened in them. I'm kind of like slightly detached, or like I start making fun of what's going <laughs> on. So I don't know if that's the case, but maybe you know if you do have lots of nightmares, get the uh, get the Smurfs album because it worked for me. <laughs> well, like I remember thinking like thinking myself as a kid because I went to Disneyland a lot I was I was raised really close to Disneyland and I'd be like okay we're going to Disneyland tomorrow I'm not gonna have a nightmare tonight because I'm excited for that and I'd think of like what order I wanted to go to rides in and whatnot I'd think of like okay we're gonna we're gonna get up at this time whatever and I'd fall asleep while planning I'd still have a nightmare not about Disneyland at all but, but about something else but just somehow yeah, yeah. that's that's a no- that's unfortunate so apparently the, the that doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. I was just lucky. Maybe it's just me. Hmm. Well, well, no. It can't just be me. The billions of people I'm, on this planet, I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm uh, no, yeah. There's there's no way that you're alone. I'm now looking though, however, at the uh, cover of the Smurfs LP. Oh jeez. Um, <laughs> that's got to be the picture for today's podcast. I, I, yep. got, I gotta tell you, uh, it's actually kind of terrifying, and I think there might be something wrong with it. <laughs> it should have been giving you nightmares rather than curing them. Uh, it's, Baby, it's, that's the key! You think about scary yeah. stuff and you dream about happy stuff. It's it's actually like, it's a cartoon, of all, obviously, of all the Smurfs or whatever, but then... Um, it's the this just like floating disembodied head of this guy named Father Abraham who apparently wrote the album. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this like to you guys right oh now man. so you can look at it. Uh, now that I've covered. seen this, I'm oh dear God! Like, no, no, that's ah! terrifying. <coughs> yeah, I what? I think no, maybe I'm uh, not okay. He's just flo- why is his head there? Like why know, is his man. head there? Gandalf, go away. What? Why is he wearing a bowler hat? Why? Why is this? Why is this clockwork orange all of a sudden? What is happening? He, he doesn't have the eyeliner. It's okay. Everything will be what, fine. You, what, is, what are you doing to me, man? Uh, 
So there you go. That's the uh, uh, the disembodied head of a Dutch musician called Father Abraham. Thank you for the nightmare fuel. I appreciate it. Yes, there is something wrong with you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Cut off my screen. I can't look at it anymore. I know. God damn I... it. Uh, um, on how... Sorry. No. How, do we, how do we segue <laughs> away from this? I'm... Uh, yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> should we should we quickly move to something else? To uh, what else do we got? Uh, how do we segue? How do we segue out from this? The only thing I can think of is seg- my other article, but I don't want to. Do, I don't want to go next. So let's Ugh. okay. Let's segue from that that uh, frightening disembodied head to the fact that this, there's no segue. Whatever. <laughs> so, um, it, do either of you know who Lobo is? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. DC Comics character called Lobo, who is. Um, Essentially, in I think I think it was the nineties. Uh, let me let me look him up. He's basically DC's Deadpool. He's in a almost. lot of ways. So basically, uh, in like the eighties, um, Keith Giffen and who is this guy? Roger Slifer, Slifer. I don't know. Um, decided to make this parody character called Lobo, who is basically a combination of. I want to say like Wolverine and an '80s hair metal. Band. <laughs> Pretty much. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. Um, so he's he's basically just like this ultra violent, um, ultra violent space bounty hunter who f- has a weird, uh, fond relationship for space dolphins. And uh, is like the last of his of his people because I think he personally murdered everyone on the planet. Yeah. Um, yes, he he destroyed his own planet. Yeah, mm. and he's like got a crazy regenerative um, healing factor to the point where uh, he can you know be decapitated and his body and his head like you can just stick him back together and he'd be fine in a little while kind of thing. Mm. But he's also. Um, pretty resilient to damage and super strong to the point where he can more or less uh, hang with guys like Superman in a fight. Um, Yeah, he's ridiculous. Yeah. So he's this parody character and he is more or less DC's version of Deadpool. And so now that... There's there's not like a direct correlation that they're admitting here, but I think it's, it's probably obvious that now that Deadpool's had all this huge success... They've decided to um, get the DC's Lobo movie moving again. Ugh. Is Dwayne uh, the Rock Johnson going to be Lobo? No, because he's <sighs> he's he's on deck to play. Um, uh, oh, Black Adam. Black Adam. In oh, Shazam. that's right. That's so right. I guess they I'm don't still want bothered that. by Shazam, but okay. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so the the guy who they've got writing it is the guy who apparently has, has written the Wonder Woman movie. So I have no idea if if that's going to be any good. So we have no idea if this is going to be any good. Who wrote? The, what's the what's the writer's name? Um, Jason. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Fuchs. Fox. F U C H S. Fuchs. I'm gonna I'm gonna IMDb this. I mean, Hold I could on. say another yes. word for it, but I don't think that 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 man would appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, like yeah, the number, I, the number given today. Zero yeah. of them. Fucks. Uh, I he also wrote it. last year's Pan. I don't know if that. Oh is no, that movie sucks. It was. Uh, oh god. Okay, so a lot of people, specifically one person, my boyfriend, loved that movie, but there was 
it, it was it was de I didn't think it sucked, but it was decent. But there was one thing that really fucking pissed me off about the movie was they had two scenes where they had the entire pirate colony cover modern songs, and it was pointless. It added nothing to the story. It pissed me off. It was bad, and they shouldn't. They should have done without it. <laughs> Just slipped into therapy for a second yes. there. <laughs> I never even saw it. So wait, there was a pan. Yes, movie? they. Yes, there was a pan movie, and at one point, the pirates break into "It Smells Like Teen Spirit" from Nirvana for no reason. For Smells no like reason. Teen Spirit sung by a pirate pirates. colony. Yep. For no reason, and then they they did something else later. I don't remember what other song. Uh, uh, what? Okay, well, um, <laughs> so DC have basically decided to combine, I guess, Galax Gardens of the Galaxy and and Deadpool into a Lobo movie, more wow. or less. Which sounds like it could be the greatest thing ever, except for the fact that DC's making it, which. In terms of movie making so far, uh, I don't feel like they've got the best track record. You can check out my article on Man of Steel on uh, aceofgeeks.com. <laughs> hey, how do you like that? Yeah, I'm in my in my ongoing series. Was it really that bad? Oh, spoiler alert! Yes, it was really that bad. It still sucks. I had so I um there was an article. This is just a wonderful segue to an article we weren't going to talk about, but. There was an article on Forbes this week written by a guy who basically had a fight with Dan Slott, who writes um, Spider-Man uh, for Marvel. Uh, and so this guy had a fight with Dan Slott about why... Um, Dan Slott's argument is that Superman doesn't kill. And anybody who is writing a story about Superman where he kills doesn't get the character. I completely agree with that. Which I agree with, except apparently Dan Slott is a little bit absolutist about it. And uh, or well, I don't know. Dan Slott puts it that way, and so this guy had this ar long argument with him, where he took three pages to talk about historically instances where Superman has killed, um, as a way of saying no, yes, he does, mm -hmm. uh, and also some of those writers, you know, are like Kirby is one of them, saying you know, uh, he he uh, he obviously knows Superman. So, yeah. um, you're wrong, Dan Slott. Mm. <laughs> and so it was this really long, long article uh, just about we had this fight on Twitter and you wouldn't agree that it is possible to write a stu Superman story where he kills and therefore I think you're wrong. Oh, um, and then uh, and then for some reason I started like talking with that guy on, on Twitter and um, I think in, in talking to him, I think th what I've discovered is that basically he's being very literal about the argument that, you know what, if you're writing a story about Superman where he kills someone, you're not getting Superman, that he took it as a, uh, look, I can point to an instance where he's done it, therefore you're wrong kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he started, because he started talking about, um, well, you know, sometimes Superman kills monsters, or he beats up robots with artificial intelligence, and I'm counting them as alive. <laughs> therefore, you're wrong. And I was like, "Oh man, come on!" Like that's, that's a whole other argument, yeah. though. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. considered alive? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was very much centered around the the whole Man of Steel thing. Um, 
Well, I mean, that, God, the Man of Steel has <laughs> way more problems than just the fact that he kills Zod at the end. Oh, spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen Man of Steel yet. Uh, you know, you're not missing anything. <laughs> that movie has so many more problems than just him killing Zod at the end. There's just so, so, it's so, the ch- It's so the cherry, many. really, yeah, on top it's, of it's, a poop sundae. Yeah, it's, it's the final nail in the coffin. I like the idea of a poop sundae. <laughs> the idea, but not the idea of actually having to eat. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> you you yeah. get it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I agree about Man of Steel just because I th- I've often said that Man of Steel is actually uh, an interesting movie about an alien that comes from space and is told to kind of hide who he is and be ashamed. Uh, and then he um, he finally, uh. in the end, breaks free of the bad moral lessons that his father has given him that's, by see, killing that's a sign. father figure. That's the sign that that guy, David S. Goyer, who I've also written articles about for AsianGeeks.com, uh, does, did not understand a goddamn thing about Superman. Jonathan Kent is what makes Superman Superman. Not Jarrell. Give him, yeah, not his Jarell. parents give, his Earth parents give him a wonderful moral compass so that he yes. understands what to do. And then yeah. Jonathan Kent's death shows yeah. Superman that with even all of his powers, he can't save everybody. It, it humbles him to the point where he can be Superman. Ah! David yeah. S. Gore, you suck. You I think we're suck, all getting a little bit of therapy today. Ah, it is a little I hate bit. this man. He's written so much stuff. He's written so many movies. Why can't I be famous like him? I have more writing talent in my freaking left toe. Ah, sorry. I, that, toe. Sounded, that, that sounded really arrogant. I'm actually not that great of a writer. But that's how bad he sucks. <laughs> Which toe? Oh, he flipped it. The uh, left toe. Which it, left? You know, it, it, little toe? The, no, the big toe. I'll give him the big toe. Okay. Oh, the okay. big toe. The big toe on your left foot. Yes. Yeah, there's also a, a fun a fun thing I heard about um, about that movie and the ending, where specifically Goyer, Snyder, and um, oh shoot, what's his name? Uh, he directed Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan. Nolan. So the three of them. So Nolan, the architect of the entire DC universe at this point, basically the guy who set the tone by making Batman Begins and uh, The Dark Knight Returns and then not making a third movie, which was terrible. (laughs) Um, They're all sitting, the three of them down, you know, talking about the end of the movie. And he's, and Nolan is like, you guys can't end the movie with Superman killing someone. You should never do this. This is, it's like totally not in keeping with the character. It's his first movie out. This is a bad idea. And they vote him down. Because <laughs> they're like, it's two to one. We're doing it. I didn't, and he's like, all I right. didn't know that happened. Yeah, yeah. They voted him down. Ugh, so you voted like, Christopher Nolan down. What are you, an idiot? Because you know Zack Snyder. <sighs> in defense of Christopher and, Nolan, he wanted to do another Batman movie, but it would have involved the Joker, and you can't do that without Heath Ledger. I agree. No, I completely agree that that the, the third movie suffered a lot because of the un- untimely demise of. Uh, Joker. May he rest in peace. Well, not the Joker, but Heath Ledger. Yeah. Same but difference. yeah. I, I, I agree. It's just, I was very, that third movie, I was just like, what the, why? So many things just in the air. I didn't hate uh, Dark Knight Rises. I did learn to hate Batman Begins, though. Batman Begins is terrible. I think... So bad. 
I think it's a decent movie, but you're right. In retrospect, like because of what was what came before it, we gave it so much. Uh, like we gave it extra credit because it was compared to things like we had just gotten over the, the nipple Batman. <laughs> <laughs> It yeah. was the movie we deserved. I forgot about the, the nipple Batman. The nipple Batmans. There were there were there were nipple Batmans. It happened. I forgot it's that they were called the nipple Batmans. That's what I call them. That's what they are. Another another funny story that I heard was that apparently to this day, if you meet George Clooney on the streets and you tell him that you saw him in Batman, he will give you five bucks and say I'm sorry. Like, he will actually give you the money back. Oh, He's George man. Clooney. He can't give you like five hundred. Come on. He's George freaking Clooney. Well, whatever. He'll give you the price of a movie ticket back and be like, I'm really. If you sorry. tell him you paid twenty bucks to see that movie, he will probably give you twenty bucks. I bet you he would. He seems like that kind of a guy. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So, so I don't have any other stories about movie uh, people who I. We know. were talking about Lobo, and now and now we we got on a huge tangent. A huge DC tangent. Yeah. Well, anyway, like the the, what is there to say about Lobo, right? Like maybe maybe this movie that's coming up, the Batman v Superman or whatever the heck it's called, maybe it's going to be good. I don't. I'm not. Um, I'm you mean, keeping my expectations you that, low. You mean that movie where Ben Affleck might be the best part of the movie? <laughs> that's not a good thing. It's possible. That is possible. To be fair, though, I actually like Ben Affleck. He's he's done quite a lot of good things. He's turned himself around quite a bit in the last couple yeah. of years. I actually really respect Ben Affleck. But, but yes, you are right. The the fact that he may be the only thing that's super good in that movie. Uh, also, heard a great story about kind that. Of scary. Um, that the reason why they brought the new writer for Batman v Superman into the movie is. After Ben Affleck agreed to be in the movie, he said, "All right, now we need to rewrite all of my lines because they suck." Oh! And he refused to say any of the originally written dialogue because so I, he basically rewrote everything himself with his uh, Gone Girl writer. Yeah, I heard. I heard that as well. He was just like, "No, there's no way Batman would say this." Yep. But the thing that scares me about that is that. Um, you know, we still have the lines from the trailers that we've heard him say, like, uh, do you bleed? Can we pretend that didn't happen? No. Okay. <laughs> no, we can't. It happened. <sighs> After the movie comes out, we can pretend it all never happened. Yeah! Um, I like this plan. Good talk. But it's gonna be hard. Anyway, so who knows? Maybe they're gonna find a bunch of people who really get Lobo and really understand his purpose and um, the fact that uh, that he is a parody of the grimity, grim, darkity darkness, and you know maybe they'll do a story that actually makes fun of all that sort of thing. And what god are you uh, playing to? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just you might have to make a sacrifice yeah. for that one. I don't know. I just the, the reaction to the rated R thing. It's like oh, super rated R superman movie heroes can work. We're gonna make every superhero movie rated R. They it's don't just need to dumb. be rated R. They don't. I mean, if <laughs> if, if the yeah. subject matter calls for it, sure. Maybe one of the Wolverine movies should have been rated R. Should have been. Yeah. That would have made. They're, that would they're have made actually sense. making the the next uh, Wolverine movie. They're but supposed that's to make because it rated of R. the reaction of to Deadpool. So maybe they maybe they are gonna. I don't know. Here's the thing about Deadpool though, and. Uh, 
a lot of people were like, "There's no way you can make a Deadpool movie and not make it R-rated," and I think that's bullshit. Ooh, because if you what? that movie that they made, you could have made that movie not rated R. Maybe you you wouldn't get away with all the swearing and and the nudity, but. Yeah. A lot of those jokes and a lot of the stuff that you did in that movie, you could still do in a PG movie, and it still would have been good. You would have had to tone down the violence and the language. Oh, yeah, you could a little have, bit. You could, but you could have you done can, it. You can get away with a, lo- a surprising amount of violence. And you would have had to movie. take that scene out where uh, Ryan Reynolds takes it up the ass. But, you know... Man, that's a great scene, Other though. than that. That's hilarious. That is, that is I love true. that scene. I think, I think you might have had to uh, drastically edit their entire... Um, Relation, relationship. Yeah, their relationship. entire relationship. Yeah, yeah. See, you, you lose, you lose a little if it's. If it's you do lose, but it still would have been. Uh, the reason that movie worked is because they got the character, not because it was rated R. Yeah. Yes, this is true. I think. I think the. Ra- I feel the like R the movie rating. would have lost a lot of quality if they didn't do what they did, though. Maybe I'm alone in I, that thought, but I feel like they would maybe. have. No, I agree with you. I think they would have. Lo- I think they definitely would have lost a little something from the Deadpoolness if they decided to go PG thirteen. Yeah, and people would have they, been angry that it lost the Deadpoolness. So doing they, what they did, they, they could. Yeah, that. that may be possible, but I like I've seen plenty of of examples of him. well, look at it. The way I look at it is that I've read a lot of of his comics that are not rated M. They're rated like T or lower, which are still very Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, but you also sure, have what, the other what? background story for Deadpool, though, that feeds into it's true. that. It's true. The pedestrian wouldn't know what to expect for Deadpool without having background story, and well, this could just been background story. I, ag- I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. The point being, though, that they understood the character and made a movie that fit the character. Whereas I don't know that these guys really get Lobo. If they make a, a Lobo movie where the entire thing is basically uh, um, Lobo getting into horrible fights and doing terrible, terrible things while winking at the camera and <laughs> and kind of acknowledging the fact that it's a horrible, over-the-top, graphically violent uh, movie where he has little to no redeeming qualities yet you still kind of like him for some reason anyway <laughs> then maybe there's a chance but i don't think they're gonna do that no i don't think the dc pe- movie people really understand what they're doing no i i basically expect that they're gonna make uh i'm just gonna pull randomly here ultraviolet except that lobo is gonna be the main character yeah probably something like that and that's just stupid oh it's an action movie with a bunch of over the top violence Wow. Yep. We don't have enough of those. Nope. Also, who are they going to get to play Lobo? If it's not The Rock, I don't know who. That's <laughs> just stupid. He's been trying... The Rock has been trying to be Lobo for years, and now they're finally making the Lobo movie, and he's cast as friggin' Black Adam. I would be pissed. Yeah. Anyway. Lobo smokes a cigar. Weird yep. question. If you had to cast John Cena... As a superhero, <laughs> who would it be? John Cena could totally be Lobo. Oh no, <laughs> I wouldn't he's watch too, that. He's too PG to be Lobo. No, he could totally. Did you? Did you see Trainwreck? Uh, yes. No, I didn't. The best part about that movie was John Cena. Oh, he was like a really insecure, like kind of guy, wasn't he? No, he didn't start out as that. No, like he came out as this homoerotic straight man. 
who was like severely homoerotic and then like um like but he was like all about working out and those pre-workout stuff and like oh yeah my body and then like later he has the sit down talk with the main character and it's like and she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to break up with you. And he's like, I was about to propose to you. You're the love of my life. And he has this whole, like, sob, like... Oh, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> um, he has this whole, like, emotional moment where he's like, I thought you were the one for me. I was going to... Uh, I opened up to you. And she's like, what? And, like, he says, I, we had all those conversations. She's like, we did. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, and he's like this big softy, and she's just awful. <laughs> and he was the best part that's, about that movie. <laughs> that's no, great. no. If you're gonna cast John Cena as anything, you gotta you cast him as Captain Marvel. That's actually that that actually works pretty much. Yep. It's basically what he already plays. Yeah. In wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And huh. You get some little kid to be Shazam, and he turns into John Cena. I think that's. I think you can't really. <laughs> That's pretty perfect. See, and, see then he fight, and then now? he fights The oh. Rock. And then he fights The Rock. Warner Brothers, you have my number. I've called you like a thousand times <laughs> complaining about David S. Goyer. So you can, oh, you know, you just call me. You can take these ideas. It's fine. What have I done? I'm just, I'm just in my head now. I hear Shazam. Remember that time? We, that, that time uh, Mike left his Facebook on your laptop and we were going to change his uh his banner to that picture from train wreck oh no oh i wasn't there uh, i i heard that you guys were gonna hack his stuff but we were thinking no, we were gonna hack it. his stuff we chose not to use that picture because it's definitely not family friendly and uh he's got a lot of family and co-workers on his facebook but one of the pictures we were thinking of using before we decided to censor it was the picture of train wreck of John Cena with wearing nothing but a towel, and the towel isn't around him. Well, I mean, it's around <laughs> part of him. Right. <laughs> oh, it's probably good that you didn't do that. Right. Yeah, it's uh, probably. Segway. Oh, so yeah. Uh, an hour long at this point. Uh, do we have time for one more? It's. It's up to you guys. Uh, Do you want to yeah. quickly talk well, about it? Well, hey, here's a segue. We were talking about DC movies, and we were talking about Wonder Woman, and the writer for Wonder Woman also played the voice of a character in Red Dead Revolver, which is the unofficial prequel to Red Dead Redemption, which... I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I, hey, I am DB. And they're man. making a sequel to it. No, they're not. This is a, this is all crap. They're not making a sequel to this it. This is crap. This is so much crap. This rumor is crap, and I'm upset that this thing even exists. Oh, yes, no, there really. are rumors that uh, Take Two will be announcing uh, Red Dead Redemption Two at E3 this year. Uh, the big problem with this is um, Take Two does not announce new titles at E3 ever. They have never uh. done it. They are never going to do it. They announce their new titles when they are goddamn good and ready. <laughs> I am not denying the existence of a Red Dead Redemption 2. There could be, in progress, a Red Dead Redemption 2. But the rumors that they're going to announce it at E3 are just bullshit. Everyone should stop listening. It was taken from, like, an email that some guy maybe have could have received from a guy who works at Take-Two, who used to be a buddy of his... Yeah. It was posted on Reddit. This Catch is like five degrees. Yeah, it's like five degrees of separation. 
but everyone wants a new Red Dead Redemption, so everyone is freaking out about it. It's not happening, people. Not at E3, it's, anyway. It's not confirmed. It's Maybe it's going to happen, but don't expect to hear about it in... Where the hell is E3? I forget. Uh, June? May? Something? May? June? May? June? I don't know. I, we, should, we should all... One of us three should probably know that since we're on a geek podcast. But I hey. don't keep track of video games and stuff. My newest console I'm, is my GameCube. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're a little bit behind. Well, I'm also bit. broke and a college student. <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's fair. I've got to finish my final so, before I can do anything else. Resident Evil 4, all, all the time. I, I want to uh, address the last topic really quickly before we close out. Sure. Okay. Because it's important. So, study okay. show a, a, a study, recent study shows that quitting smoking cold turkey is the best way to do it. Uh, it's the most reliable way to do it because if you're not going to do it cold turkey, you're not going to do it on your own. The best way they say to do it is to set a date for the last day you smoke, and uh, after that, always say, "I won't even take one drag, one uh, puff, whatever," and use that to get you through any cravings you have. The success rate is 20, 22% uh, in people who uh, did do this quitting smoking abruptly and didn't, uh, didn't do it gradually, whereas the people who tried to do it gradually did it 50, were, had 15.5% success rate. I know it's not a large margin, but it's still a little bit better, and, it's, and they haven't found any other better methods that That's are scientifically uh, relevant. That's 25%? more uh, successful than not doing cold turkey. 22. No, I'm saying 25% difference between 15% versus 20. I got what you're saying. I get you it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The difference, the actual difference is 25%. I am picking more. up what you're laying down. It's 5% in actual terms, but it's 25% more. Yeah, okay, That's yes, yes, I get what you're saying now. <laughs> my, my brain's so, a yeah. the coffee hasn't picked It's okay, yet. it's early over there. 11.20. So yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Alright, yeah. So th that, that's what that is. Um, I have seen this as as largely proof in most of the people I know who have tried to quit smoking. Um, though honestly, it's a lot more about whether or not you personally want to quit smoking and what your motivations are than how you quit smoking. And if you have that motivation to quit smoking abruptly, it'll be easier for you to quit in the long run than if you say, okay, I'll just wean myself off. Because nobody ever really weans. Yeah. So those are yeah. So there you go. Those are our 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 two final topics are some nice uh, shutting people down about their dreams regarding <laughs> Red Dead Two, and some good life advice about how to get yourself off smoking if you're a smoker. Yes. I feel like we've we've balanced our karmic scales right mm -hmm. there. Woo! We've done a lot of good work. So don't today, smoke everyone. to get over your. Sadness of Red Dead 2 not happening yet. Yes, just drink. Just drink. Uh, <laughs> no, just go play a different no, video no. game. <laughs> no, that wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't the positive message. I'm so, okay. Go I'm play Pikmin. He's, he's not a doctor, though. It's okay. Go play Pikmin. <laughs> it's not medical advice if it doesn't come from a doctor. Therefore, no one's going to listen to you. <laughs> well, hey, you know, Jenny McCarthy said vaccinations are bad for you, and now people are getting whipping cough and mumps, so... <laughs> And that brings us to the end of another <laughs> podcast. Thanks, Jack. Get vaccinated, quit smoking overnight. That's it. Red Dead Redemption 2 isn't coming, suckers. Ha ha ha. And nipple Batman. Excellent. <laughs> so, for those of you who love nipple Batman, 
uh, and you want to hear more about <laughs> you want to hear more of this kind of gibberish uh, Ace of Geeks is available on Facebook at The Ace of Geeks uh, Twitter and Instagram at Ace of Geeks They're the, do we have the Tumblr still? we do yeah aceofgeeks.tumblr.com uh, the blog is aceofgeeks.net. Google Plus is the Ace of Geeks, and apparently it's also on Twitch, but I can't remember what it is. I think it's Ace of Geeks podcast. But I'm yes. sure if you go into the Googles and you type, you know, Twitch Ace of Geeks, it's going to come up. So basically, if you want to find Ace of Geeks, go into Google and look us up. You'll find us eventually if you know you have a brain in your head. <laughs> well, if they're listening to the podcast, you yeah, if you can, if you can, you can figure out how to get a podcast into your ear holes. You can figure out how to get the Ace of Geeks into your eye holes. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, that's a wrap. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs> Call me maybe. Bye. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.